Welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to discover how traditional business owners are leveraging the power of being a published author to grow their business. Get ready to discover practical and proven ways to enhance your reputation, build trust, and establish authority by authoring your own short, helpful book. On every episode, you'll hear from guest Main Street authors who have successfully authored, published, and leveraged their own book and want you to do the same. Now, here's your host of the Main Street Author Podcast, Mike Capuzzi. Welcome, everybody, to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast, the place to inspire business owners to author, publish, and leverage their own short, helpful books, or shooks as I call them. Today, I'm pleased to be able to have a conversation with pitch and presentation expert and author, Jason Froelich. Jason is the founder and CEO of Elevate Your Vision and is a coach and consultant for influential executives, managers, entrepreneurs, and nonprofit leaders who are looking to elevate their ideas, vision, mission, and products or services to an audience they would love to work with. Recently, I helped Jason publish his first book, The Profitable Pitch. It was a great experience, and I thought I'd bring Jason on today, not so much to talk about his book because it's brand new, but because of his skill set and expertise in presentation and pitches, which I think is relevant for all listeners. Jason, welcome to the Main Street Author Podcast. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me on here. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, you know, it was it was a lot of fun to work with you, and um, you know, I love you, know, you and I were just talking before we hit record, and I love you know how you approach the pitch, the presentation. Uh, I, I'm very much in tune with it. I loved what I read in your book, so it's all good stuff here. But before we jump in and talk about some of the things that you do to help your clients with pitches and presentations, give us a little bit of background, Jason, because you've got an interesting background to you know, where you were, where you are today. Tell us about you know, you know, what you've been doing up till now and what you're doing today. Yeah, it's, um, it has been an interesting background. It's been an interesting journey and expedition this last probably 15 years. Um, but I started off, you know, as a local business owner. And so, you know, with your podcast and with the Main Street author, it, it relates to me so much because I was a, you know, a local business owner for 10 years before I closed that down at, you know, during, during the COVID time, uh, it was time for me to kind of transition into something else. And, and I opened up this, uh, this design agency business, which was centered around uh, pitches and presentations. And, you know, it's, it was, it, it was interesting. The fact that when I looked at like, what, what would, what, what could I uh, like offer somebody and, and help them like, uh, like a business owner, any business owner and uh, or even entrepreneur or anybody who's, who's thinking about it. And I look back at kind of like my skill set. Um, I felt that pitches were like where I kind of blossomed in a sense, or I kind of did the best. Cause you know, you mean, uh, we were talking before this about how pitches, you know, really are the thing that you start your day with <laughs> pitching yourself to get up in the morning, <laughs> pitching yourself to, you know, uh, Dr. Craig Leibman in that when he did the forward to the book, you know, he talked about like pitching yourself to even do to go exercise, you know, talking yourself into it every day to, you know, do something to healthy with it. But that's kind of been my journey. I mean, that's kind of a, a high view of my journey, but along the way, that's, that's kind of what got me to where I am now. I mean, there's been a lot of like little milestones to get you to this, this event that you are at, especially the event that I'm at now, but that's kind of what, 
what, where it kind of started from for me as a local business owner to like, okay, I want to help other local business owners too. I want to help a lot of people around the nation with, with something that I thought is very important, which, you know, it's the, it's the pitch. It's kind of like that, that thing you put out to, to see if someone's going to come and do business with you. Right. Well, and then just for clarification, Jason, you just so in case anyone wants to know a little bit more, you come from the martial arts. That, that was your your local Main Street business was a martial yeah. arts studio, correct? Okay. Yep, it was a martial arts studio. Um, it was it was in Folsom, California, little little community in in Folsom. Loved it. Loved that. Uh, loved that school. I loved the students. I loved everything about it. Um, and it was it was great. And you know, I used a lot of what I talk about in the book. In you know, as far as like what how, how I transformed in, and kind of started that business. I started that business in uh, 2010, you know, basically coming, not really, we weren't even out of the, out of the recession yet, but I started in there and that was kind of the main thing was, you know, how you presented yourself to your prospects or to your, maybe your the, the people who may, might want to do business with you, how you present yourself to it. And then the pitch side of it was how you, what you said, right? How you said it to them, what was going to be relevant to them, what was going to be relatable to them. So that was the big thing for me. And, and it, and it, and it worked, mm-hmm. <laughs> believe it or not, when you stick to some kind of a process, it works. So, yeah. And Jason, before we jump in and talk about all the stuff that you're, you're doing these days and, you know, even your, your new book, which is brand new, because the title of the book, which I love, as you well know, because uh, we yes, talked about you it helped, extensively. You helped tremendously on that, Mike. So I appreciate it for your listeners. <laughs> you know, you, getting on with, and masterminding with you was one of the main things that helped us kind of help me come up with this, that title, right? Yeah. Well, uh, listen, hopefully it's going to be a home run. But in speaking, using the, ba- the baseball metaphor, I just want to clarify because you and I talked about this, right? The word pitch, because we're saying pitch and presentation, so everyone should know. But we're not talking about, you know, baseball throwing a ball. Yeah. But I recall on a few of those calls, Jason, you and I sort of debated, like, you know, pitch in a lot of respects, a lot of people has almost like a negative connotation. Oh, he's pitching me. Oh, here here goes the pitch, right? That's kind of response. But the more you and I spoke about it and sort of just dove into it and then realized it's still very common nomenclature just for our listeners' sake, when we're talking, give me a, a, just a quick high-level Jason definition of what we're talking about when you say a pitch. When I'm saying a pitch, it's really just what are you, what are you saying to your audience, right? What is, gonna, what is it that you're saying to your audience that is relatable to them and relevant to them in a way that moves them a little bit like one step closer to you. It might not be that they're going to buy from you right away, but they're going to maybe kind of open their hearts, open their minds to you a little bit and go, mm-hmm. okay, I'm willing to listen to this person and willing to kind of find out if this person's going to be able to have my best interest in mind and going to help me achieve something that they want help achieving. Right. So that's really to me what a pitch is. It's not about me trying to sell you something. It's, it's about, Hopefully that you can that you can see that we have a mutual interest. I have this thing. I have this solution for you, right? You have a problem, and I'm hoping that maybe my solution might fit your problem. It may or it may not, but I'll be honest with you if it doesn't. Yep, and and that's why I liked we and we decided on you know using the word pitch because again, 
it sort of enters the conversation in the in the mind of potential readers who are interested in this type of book. They understand what that means. So, and you just clarified, it's not the negative, like, oh, here comes, you know, that negative clench, oh, the pitch is coming, you're at a car dealer, the pitch is coming, but your formula, and then we came up with, you came up with the four R's, which we'll talk about, but your formula really spins that on its head and says, listen, this is not about, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, it's a hardcore Mm -hmm. type of thing. This is about, essentially, your four R formula. So, talk about in your world and how you help clients, what the four R's are, and, and just sort of you know describe why they're so important for anyone who's doing any kind of messaging. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to the the, what, the four R, I mean, I'll, I'll just do a high level kind of view of it for everybody in your audience, is it starts off with reach, and then it goes to being relevant, and then relatable, and then ultimately getting results. So if we start with the end in mind, which is kind of like what everybody, you know, in a sense preaches out there, but it's, it's smart. What do you want? What's the end result? But a lot of times we think about the end result from our own perspective. Mm. It's like, I want to make a sale. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, get a lead. Okay. That is great. But what is the, maybe the end result that you're hoping for, for your customer or your client or your prospect or that, that person that's entering your little world? right? What is the result that you're hoping that they're going to get? And if you focus on that part, then you go back to the beginning, which is the reach and you concentrate on the audience. If you don't concentrate on your audience, if you don't focus on a way to help them, you're never going to be relevant and you're never going to be relatable to them at all ever. So your pitch is going to sound like a sales pitch. Somebody's trying to convince you to buy something that you don't want, right? And therefore that's when pitches kind of become negative. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't like a pitch either. I don't want, I don't want to be sold. I want to be helped along to find to, to the point where I'm like, I want to buy because this is the right solution for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, those are the four R's. And if you start from that point, you go, okay, this is the result that I'm looking for yourself and for your audience. Then you go to the beginning to the reach and focus on that reach, focus on your audience. I think a lot of us, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, we get, we're so excited about our business. We're so excited about our product and service. We forget to focus on the audience themselves and what that, what that product, that good or that service that you have, what that's going to do for them. Right. And, and for your audience. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, again, I love it. It's, it's sort of your brand, your version of my concept of helping before selling, which is how Mm -hmm. I promote, you know, our short, helpful books or shooks. You may have come across it. I, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's in any of my books or not. But I actually coined Jason. Um, something I call my Nana strategy. So my grandmothers, yeah. I call them my Nanas, and I always thought, you know, I would do anything for my grandmothers, my Nanas. You know, protect them in any way. And I always, when they were, you know, if I look back, uh, they obviously are no longer with us. But I would. If I knew somebody was taking advantage of them, if they were buying a car mm-hmm. or an appliance or whatever, I would. I don't know what I would do. I'd be very upset, very annoyed, you know. And I, you know, it's like I'd want my grandmother treated a certain way. Um, hence the Nana strategy. And your idea is the same thing. If you think about ultimately the end user, the person who you're doing the pitch to, the presentation to, and what their life could look like, the transformation that may happen, the, the change, whatever it is, whatever it is, you know, that you do and how you help people, 
And think about that. And, and think about it. Like, and I, I'm sure you agree. Yeah. Like, think about it in depth. This is not just, okay, I want them to be happy when they buy a TV or when they join a martial arts studio, the parents, but really go further. Um, I think it's profound. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm martial arts school. And, you know, I mean, it's not like I gave up on martial arts. I mean, I just, I just don't currently have my, that local business anymore. But when I, when I, when I was teaching, when I was instructing, my goal was to help the student. Above all and all else, yes, they had their, their monthly dues that they paid. And that's fantastic. And I really appreciated that they were, they were exchanging their hard earned money um, for my services. And I wanted to help the student. That means if they were with me for one hour, one day, one year, or Long, however long that they were with me, I wanted them to gain something and have something beneficial that they could use for the rest of their life. Mm. And ultimately with that, you know, I wasn't really pitching then, even though I knew I had to do a pitch, even though I, 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 I knew I understood what I was doing. When you come from that approach, when you approach it from like, look, I ultimately want to help my customer. I ultimately want to help them become better at whatever it is that you your service or goods helps them with right if it really does that they're going to turn around and they're going to pitch your product or service for you you don't even have to you don't you now you now you're you're going to help you're going to have all these other people pitching for you and that's ultimately what ended up happening in my school is you know i had my members that would tell me all the time i tell everybody about your school. I tell everybody mm -hmm. about your business. I tell everybody about you and coining uh, or using a term that you coined the five mile famous. I ultimately became five mile famous. I mean, my wife always tells me whenever we go up there, we can't ever go out anywhere because <laughs> everybody is coming up to you wanting to talk to you. <laughs> right. And that's, that, that's was, that was because in a sense, I turned the pitch on its head. Mm -hmm. Like it's not about, it's not about pitching to sell somebody. It's about, you know, about pitching a thought, a belief, mm -hmm. uh, something that's going to help improve them in some way. And I, and I believed in my product. I believed in my service. And, you know, I knew that I, you know, I want to change, I want to help people change their, their thoughts and their, their beliefs about what they can do or what they could achieve. You know, a lot of people, we just don't think we can achieve anything. You know, a lot of people may be listening to this, podcast, maybe they don't believe that they could write a book. I mean, I've, I, I'm sure maybe you've been in that position once before, Mike, I've been in that position. I don't know if I really have something to say. Do I really have something that, and what, and, and then, and then do I really have the experience and the, and the knowledge to actually say something right. Um, and then, and then you get into this big, big thing in your head that you can't do it. And, you know, and for me, I was just like, look, I want them to believe that they could, that they could go and do anything. And, you know, it's, it's funny because even though I, I stopped my school, I have students that I still, that I still am in contact with. And one of them is 11 years old and I'm going to help him go start his very first school. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the profound effect, especially in your role as a teacher, you know, a mentor. Uh, mm -hmm. It's definitely a very unique benefit of, of that. And uh, when, when you do have a, helping before selling mentality when you have the kind of mentality you have where you want to give and you put their concerns first, it comes through. So you, you're you going to have those sort of real world yeah. examples. Jason, I, I know you wrote the profitable pitch as a, a 
simple tool to help people understand better ways they can craft their presentations and pitches. And, I, and I'm, I'm holding a copy, so thank you for that. But again, because I think it's so interesting, I, I'd like to dive deeper. You, you touched on the reach. Let's, let's go through, uh, especially relevance and uh, being relatable. And I'd like you, if you don't mind, I'm putting you on the spot here, but knowing that our target audience for this podcast are, you know, typically Main Street local business owners, but again, there's people that have global businesses that listen. Walk me through either examples or tips or tricks, not tricks, but, you know, advice you would have for, you know, being relevant when you're doing a presentation or a pitch. What does that mean? Yeah, being being relevant, you know, I'm going to go back to reach on this is you have to know your audience, right? If you don't know your audience, it's going to be hard to be relatable or relevant to them for that matter in, in at all. Okay, so let me be a little bit relevant to your your listeners, right? I was a I was a local business owner, brick and mortar, you know, people came into my into my business and I saw them and I was face to face with them. It wasn't through some virtual setting or it was a global setting. They just they just phoned me up and then we just did business over the phone. OK, so in order to in order to attract those people, right, in order to get them to come mm -hmm. into my business, mm -hmm. because when we boil it down, right, in order for you to stay alive in business, you have to get customers coming through your door. You can, you, I know, I know having customers and retaining them is a vital part of your business, but you also have to keep them coming in. And so what do you, what do you use? What tools, what strategies do you use tactics to, to do that, to achieve that? Okay. Well, you have to know your audience and be relatable to them. You have to be able to talk to them, to be able to speak to them, right? To be able to, in a sense, win their hearts and minds, not just win their checkbook, but win their hearts and minds. Because if you don't win their hearts and minds first, they're definitely never going to open their checkbook to you um, or whip out their credit card. Okay. So I, so for me, like, I'll take the example of my martial arts school because it's the most relevant to your, um, to your audience, right? I had to, I had to know my audience. For me, I ask my I ask my members, my my parents, okay, the parents or my adult students, I was constantly talking to them, like constantly asking questions. So, you know, what 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 challenges are you having? What where where are your challenges? What what things do you think could solve it? You know, I was constantly asking like questions, the questions that if someone purchases the profitable pitch, right? Or or they get it free, uh, they will tell talk to you at the end of this about how to get it for free, but if they get it, there's going to be there's going to be some things for them to to go through to help them kind of discover and and uncover those challenges that your uh, that your customers ultimately have that you have a solution for. And so you have to really kind of, in a sense, start with that problem solution thing. Okay, you have a solution, or maybe you think you have a solution, but if you haven't found out their problems first, you haven't, you aren't gonna be able to solve their solution, okay? So in my martial arts school, I started to ask questions. What things were they coming in for? And it, and it boiled down to really, really three things and two things that stood out over all of everything else. Every, every parent who came in, matter of fact, then I started to realize that this was what every adult came in for too, was confidence. Confidence was the number one thing everybody came to me for. 
The second thing was, was for focus. And then I started to realize that because I went through the process of learning how to concentrate as an, as a, as an adult, I still have ADD. I still have ADD, ADHD. I don't know. I think, I think a lot of us marketers do. We just are like all over the place. So I have to learn how to concentrate and believe it or not, that was the very first thing. My very first martial arts instructor told me, he didn't tell me I had a learning problem. He told me I had a concentration problem. (laughs) (laughs) I need to learn how to focus. So I went through the process of learning how to focus. And then after I learned how to focus, I, I discovered how to build my own confidence in myself. Right. And so when, when people came in, I started to realize that the magic that I had was helping people build their confidence and helping people focus. Well, believe it or not, I watched just recently a Brian Tracy like video on YouTube and he was talking about how the number one reason why most business owners fail is because they don't focus. They don't know how to focus. And so because I, I discovered those two things from asking my customers, asking my clients and, and even some that didn't even become clients. You know, I had a questionnaire when people came in and I went through that process. I discovered what their true, absolute true like problem was. Then I started to develop a pitch for that because I understood what the problem was. So now I could simply present a problem that they had, show them that I that I understood the problem, not that I just have a solution to some vague, to some vague kind of um, concern that they had. I, I pinpointed the problem and I identified that problem and I focused on that problem in all of my messages, every single message that went out on my website, on my emails, when they came in and spoke to me, I, the very first thing I did is I tried to identify which one of those mm-hmm. two problems. Mm-hmm. Well, there was three, but which one of the top three, the other one was bullying. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, confidence focus bullying, but bullying kind of was really a confidence problem. So I really tried to identify those first two. And then I just spoke to them about that. My pitches weren't like traditional pitches, like, you know, Hey, buy this and I'll give you 50% off if you do it today type thing, you know, like all the tactics, tricks and hacks you could do to get people to buy. No, it was, it was, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted ideal customers to do business with. And, you know, as a, as a main street business owner, that's ultimately what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, the biggest headache you can have is doing business with somebody that you don't want to do business with, <laughs> right? I've been there and I've had to fire, I've fi- had to fire clients. I've had to fire members just because it was not good. It wasn't healthy for them. It wasn't healthy for me. Right. And then, you know, because I refined my pitch, I got the opportunity to work with some of the best people in the world. Right. And they were, I, I cherish them still to this day. Very good. I love it, Jason. And I love, I love your passion, the passionate pitch. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> the passionate pitch. Well, you and I have come up with like a whole bunch of names <laughs> that we could use. Uh, so many. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's, it's, um, you know, you probably have a, a series of books uh, waiting to come out, but you know, I, I love. Do. I do love the passion, and again, I really did enjoy working with you because. And yes, I I, I caught a little glimpse of that concentration issue. We've had a wrangle, but yeah. I love the passion you have for this. I love your just the the way you broke things down in your book and the simplicity of the way you look at the. Even though it's it's, I would consider it high level heady stuff. 
the way you're talking now, you broke it down and made it simple. And I, I just love that. I love the fact that you help you know, a number of different types of folks. And I want to talk about that for a moment. You, know, you, you have a, a, you know, a short list of your ideal clients and people you like mm-hmm. to work with. And I know nonprofit leaders and directors and stuff are one of them, entrepreneurs, obviously. But, you know, if you had to just right now on, you know, hitting you from left field, Jason, for you and the, the people that you love serving, just describe, is it, is it one particular type of business owner? Is, is it executives? Is it nonprofits? Like if you, you know, if someone was listening and, you know, we yeah. all struggle with this messaging, even smart yeah. marketers, you know, a lot of times we'll forget to do some of the things you just already suggested. But who do you love working with? Just out of curiosity. You know, honestly, who I love working with is the small business owner. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love working with that local brick and mortar business owner. I think that they have a tremendous thing that they offer their communities. I mean, I've been there. I've I've been there. I've done it. I know it. I know the I know the impact that you that you make. I mean, when I when I closed down my business and decided to do that, first of all, it was not an easy decision. It took me quite some time to decide, okay, I got to, I got to shut down the community of the individuals that, that were coming to my school. They were not particularly happy with it. (laughs) They understood it. And then when I finally decided to close the virtual training side of it down again, I went through that cycle of a lot of people were not excited about it, but they understood why I was doing it and why I was growing to the next, the next place. But who I love helping is that small business owner because I was in those communities and I still am in those communities. It's not like I, it's not like I sit in my house all the time. So I'm constantly out, right? And we're constantly out. We're constantly going into other businesses. And I see like a lot of business owners that have a fantastic service. They have a fantastic product. They're just struggling with that message. They're struggling with how to get, how to reach the their their customer how to reach their ideal prospects they're they're struggling with that and that's why i decided to go you know i've i've had a successful run at this and i've helped others in the process do it so why not just offer this service to other small business owners because what i realize even from my side is sometimes i'm too close to the forest to see the trees mm-hmm. meaning it's sometimes better just to have somebody else come in, hire somebody to help you. Like, okay, Mike, I hired you to help me write the book. Could I have written this book on my own? Probably yes. But was it advisable for me to do it by myself? Absolutely not. I would have never ended up with the book I have now, which I give you all, all of the accolades on that. You helped me like elevate this book the the our agency elevate your vision that's about elevating your message to your to your ideal prospect you help me elevate this so i think working with a small business owner and helping them you know get their message out to their audience and then do it in in two ways number one not just by the pitch and what you say but also on the presentation side we have a whole full design agency that we work with for me, I'm going to be biased, the best designers in the world, right? And we and we work together to help your visuals match your pitch or your pre or your or what you're going to say, right? Cuz a lot of times, you know, 
we have this stuff we want to say. Sometimes it's it's a little bit too much to put on a presentation, like a PowerPoint presentation. Um, we 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 see that all the time. Like it's just a bunch of words on a presentation. But then also there's also pictures that that you know the visuals don't represent what the message is. And then there's then there's a disconnect in the storyline or the story flow, and therefore your audience gets confused or they get lost. And then, and then the, then that, that really, you know, is bad in the sense it doesn't, they don't, they don't move a little bit closer to you. They're there's, they leave maybe more confused than when they came in. Right. Yeah. And I see that a lot. I mean, I'm, I read books too. I, and I'm reading this one book right now and I'm like, I love what I'm reading, but God, I'm like, I have to like, I have to, I have to think so much yeah. about like, how, what does this mean? Because there's just some disconnect and dis yeah. in, in that, in the messaging and, and having somebody like just work with you to help flush that out can, can end up being something like, like really extraordinary for your business. That means you could take a business that's maybe struggling to a business that's like getting, that's like growing. So rather than struggle, you're growing. Maybe you're maybe take a business from growing to where it's like, look, I can scale now because I dialed in my message. I dialed in everything that I needed to be able to attract the right kind of clientele. And now, you know, there's a big fire that's happening. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting, Jason, you said a lot of things there, but just to unpack a few of them, I mean, the, the, the cliche of not being able to see the forest of the trees is true for all of us. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah, you're a smart dude. You've done a lot of good stuff in your past. Now, when you find the right partner, in this case, you found me, yeah. and we—I think we hit it off right from the very get-go. Which I, I know when that happens, it's going to be a good project. It things blossom that you just don't know you even knew could grow. And yeah. working with someone like you and your agency, yeah, I mean, everyone can say, okay, I know how to do a brochure, I know how to do a presentation, I know how to do whatever. But if things are stagnant in your business, Doing more of the same thing over and over again isn't going to change that. And I think, yeah, you know, we, you and I could probably talk all day long about the benefits that Main Street and local business owners have that they really don't even realize. They all think about Walmart and Amazon and all this competition. Yes, that's reality. But there are counterpoints. And, and working with an expert like you to address those and bring out the strong points, I think, is critical. But, Jason, as we get ready to wrap up here, um, I do want to, I want to ask you, whether it's related to pitches and presentations, whether it's related to something else, book authoring, whatever it might be, I'd love to hear just like one thing you'd like to leave listeners with today. You know, I think I'd like to leave your listeners with this today. I mean, I'm going to leave it with like, kind of like what you're, what you're known for, Mike, and that is, you know, helping people author a book. You know, I think a book is a great way to achieve a, end result for you, which is to help someone get a little bit closer to you. You know, it, it kind of lowers that barrier for somebody to kind of like see if they, if they want to get to know a little bit more about who, whoever they are. Right. And a book offers that opportunity, right? Number one, it's not going to, it's not going to take somebody, even if you sell your book. Okay. So my sister is a uh, book author too. Actually, matter of fact, I think two or three. Um, and I'll t- I'll chat with you about after this about I think you should interview her as well. But um, she uses a book specifically to draw clients uh, to her, and and she sells she sells them. She doesn't give them away free, 
right? She sells that book to them and that's, that's her process. And it's the same thing with me. I mean, I, 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 I wanted to have that process in place to go, okay, Hey, look, here's, here's something that's, here's something that's for you. It's going to give you tons of value. Even if you don't ever do business with me, I know it's going to help you achieve at least getting to the next stage of wherever you need to go, go, go next, like whatever that next step is for you. I don't expect this book to necessarily answer all your questions. It can't. I mean, first of all, I don't know all your needs, so I can't answer all those questions, but I can at least get you to the, maybe the next step. And for your listeners, I think authoring a book is like the key. If you didn't, if you authored one already, author another one, maybe there's another, maybe there's another solution to a problem that you still have that you can, that you can solve and, 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 and do that. So if I was still in my martial arts school, which matter of fact, I, I kind of did, I just didn't know I wrote a manifesto, but I put it all online is, you know, I could just, I could bundle all that up into a book and offer that. And I offered that for, I would offer that for two paths. Is your, is your child have something that, you know, do you want them to achieve more confidence? Here's a book to help a parent identify if I'm the right person who can maybe help their child gain confidence. And then I would have had a book about focus and concentration. It would have been two separate books identifying two separate audiences because believe it or not, I had complete, I had two, I actually had three separate audiences Mm -hmm. that were in my school, completely three different ones. And if I was to do it all over again, I'd probably have three different classes. One for um, specifically confidence building, because I identified that the focus children did not actually have confidence problems. And they actually brought down the confidence kid because they would just try things where I had to talk the confidence um, students into like, I had to, I had to convince them a little bit more to, to try it. Right. And, uh, and then, you know, I would have two completely separate classes, you know, for those two different things, the bullying kind of sit, sit over both of those, Hmm. but um, that's what I would have done. So I think, I think if somebody's sitting on the fence, Mike, that's thinking like, should I, should I author a book? I think yes. Well, I don't think you, and and not to, you're putting a perfect pitch, the profitable pitch for the shook, right? I mean, with short books, this is a short book read in an hour, right? Someone can read your book in an hour and go, you know, do the next thing. That's the beauty of a short book. Yeah. I love, I love short books. Matter of fact, I look at the book count. I look at the page count now when I'm looking to buy a book and I'm like, if it's over a hundred page over like 150 pages, (laughs) I almost, I almost like, eh, I'm going to move on to maybe a different one or maybe a different one in that section of interest that I'm looking at. And I'm, and I'm, cause I'm like, I don't have time to sit down and read three, 400 pages. And I'm not actually looking for all of the information. Matter of fact, what I am looking for now is because I, really understand the the power of collaboration and i'm going to give a little pitch out here for you mike is i think if somebody's listening to this and they're on the fence about writing a book first of all write the book second of all hire you to help them map their journey out for them because that was the biggest thing that i struggled Mm -hmm. with is mapping that journey for myself even though i do it for countless other people (laughs) in their messages I, i do it for countless other people yet here i am hiring somebody to help me with my message Look, experts need coaches and coaches need coaches, right? So um, it, it's, it's not a problem for me to, to say that. And, you know, I, th- I think your listeners would benefit tremendously from that because it's going to elevate not only their business, it's going to elevate them, them 
in front of the customer's eyes, especially if it's, if it's the, if it's the customer match that you're looking for. Right. I mean, I wrote my book and I put in there, I put specific things in there about like, Hey, if you're this, we're not a match. Right. I mean, not everybody is a match. <laughs> and I realize that you can't help everybody and then go look for the people that you can help and, and just, you know, not ignore, but I mean, I know I say it in my book, ignore everybody else, but you know, let them find whoever it is that they need to find for their journey, wherever they're at, because they maybe just aren't ready for you yet. Well, I appreciate that. And again, congratulations on the profitable pitch. And Jason, tell folks, you mentioned something about a free book, but tell folks how they can learn more about you. If they want to learn more about your services and how you help could help them, where can they get this free book, all that good stuff. Absolutely. A uh, couple things. If they're looking to get the free book, right? I'm going to mail it to you. All I got to do is just pay for shipping. You know, it's just, that's all I'm asking. You know, nothing, nothing big there. It, it, they go to theprofitablepitch.com or www.theprofitablepitch.com. Go there. It's going to take them straight into the page that they need to like, look to see. They can read a little bit more about what's inside the book there. And then they can, they can decide to uh, purchase it right in, in that, in that spot. Okay. It is a, you know, for those of, for those uh, individuals out there that are worried about it is a funnel. Yes. There's going to be some other offerings there take them. If you want them, they're there for you. If you don't skip them, no, no big deal. If somebody's maybe like, they're maybe a little bit more, they're ready. They're like, look, I don't need to read the book necessarily right now. I want to actually, I want to, I want to talk to you all and find out if like, if maybe um, having you do our presentation or helping me with my pitch or something would be something they want to do, they can go to elevateyv.com. So www.elevateyv com and they can go to if they go to a forward slash contact in there they'll go straight to that page which they can just fill out the information and then they'll be able to get a get on a, a little discovery call with with myself or any of my any of my team that I have that d- does the discovery calls and we'll identify your needs on that call it's not going to cost you anything see if there's something that we could help you with from that point on and if there is great if there's not we're going to help points you in the right direction. So we're not going to just leave you hanging like, oh, can't do anything for you. Uh, good luck out there again. We'll help put you in, a, in the right direction from that point. Well, Jason, listen, this has been awesome. Again, congratulations. And again, for listeners who are interested in his book or interested in his agency and his services, I mean, your life, I mean, you, we didn't even touch on it. You're a former, you're a Marine in your former life. You're a local business owner. You're all about service. You're all about serving people. And, you know, I, I, it comes through. So, again, thank you for all your levels of service. And uh, congratulations, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. You've just listened to another insightful episode of the Main Street Author Podcast. If you've been on the fence about writing your own book, there's no better time than now to become a Main Street Author. To learn more, visit MainStreetAuthor.com. That's MainStreetAuthor.com. And while you're there, schedule a complimentary strategy session with Mike to discuss your book ideas. See you next time. And remember, you can do this.